I'm Travis. And I'm Bo. And, uh, well, you know, we're not your ESPN analysts, but we, we like our input on sports, and we like for us to share it with everyone else out here. We think we have at least somewhat spicy takes, and uh, we just wanted to throw those together, see if y'all enjoyed them. So, um, like you said, we're not ESPN analysis. Uh, I played basketball and baseball in high school. Wasn't very good at either one of them. Decent my senior year, but nothing special at all. And Travis played four years of football, three on varsity as an offensive lineman. I thought he was pretty good at it. I I was below average, (laughs) you know? Hence the name. So both below average athletes and below average uh, analysis people. Yeah, we'll just jump right into it. So uh, I think we're going to start with just kind of naming – our, our teams that we're rooting for, for the current MLB season, since we're in the dog days of summer with baseball, and then next year's NFL season, NBA, college football, college basketball. So for me, my mom's from Boston, so I got to go with the Red Sox for, for baseball, at least in the AL. I'm really liking the Braves right now in the NL. Love me some Ronald Acuna. Such a fun player to watch. So that's my MLB teams. Yeah, my MLB teams, you know, we're both here in Texas currently, and, you know, I'm full blood when it comes to Texas anything. But I was raised pretty early when I was in Houston, so I'm pretty much everything Houston, no matter what the outcome is. Uh, But the Astros are, like, number one right now for me. Um, Probably the second is definitely the Rangers. You know, it's rough whenever they play each other, but... You know, you just gotta. I'm, I'm, I'm still more. They split last week. Yeah, the that was a good series. That you was. know, it was, it was rough, but <laughs> we Astros actually pulled a couple out of it. I thought the Rangers were gonna at least oh, get yeah. three on us. Well, the starting pitchers on for the first two games were dealing. I it couldn't touch them. It was, pretty, it, was a, it was a good series. So, uh, my NFL team, want to stick with the Boston area and go with. The Pats, the Patriots, uh, huge, huge Pats guy. I know I sound like a dick saying that, but I mean I'm a diehard Patriots fan. I will be till the day I die. And you know, for me, like I'm once again, I'm from very Houston oriented. So you know, when I go with the Texans, you know, it's kind of a rough one. But you know, we're, we're trying to get things going since what, like '06, '07. Yeah, for a while. So. You know, it, it's been a rough ye- couple years, but I'm I'm still pulling for them. A rough decade. I think the most recent team that I've you know looked into a lot is uh, kind of a bandwagon, but definitely Kansas City Chiefs. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know Lubbock. Yeah, for some contact, for some context, we're from Lubbock, Texas, so everyone and their uncle's a Pat Mahomes fan. If you're He's just born a, here, lived here, such anything. a stand-up guy. Oh, yeah. it's hard not to. He's got that really froggy voice. Oh, it's funny, but. It's good stuff. You gotta love them. They force the Cowboys, but I'm. Nah. It. I don't know. There's ah, that team. There's <laughs> there's something else, huh? So then for basketball, the upcoming season, big Celtics guy. If you're uh, noticing a theme, there is one. So hopefully they can, with Kemba Walker in, Kyrie Irving out. Hopefully they can make something actually happen in the playoffs instead of just getting beat 4-1 to one by the Bucks in embarrassing fashion. 
Yeah, and then for me, of course, you know, Rockets, and, you know, we've had our fair share of West Coast battling, and uh, I think my another team that I'm, like, starting to pull for this year is definitely the Clippers. Really? It's such a, you know, it's, it's such an outlandish. I'm just glad Kawhi didn't go to the Lakers, because for the first time since... Forever. For, right. <laughs> since, since about 2010, it's been... There's parity in the league, and NBA is one of the most fun sports to watch. It's, I mean... Action-packed. <laughs> action-packed. There's stuff going on. Even the off-season, I mean, it's... They, Twitter, they, they keep you in enticed oh, with yeah. it, even after the finals are over. Twitter is always crazy. You always get good tweets out of it. So, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that there's parity and that there'll be some, hopefully, some good rivalries. So, uh, moving on to NCAA football, good old college ball. I'm going to have to go with the Arkansas Razorbacks here. I'm going to be a, a Razorback in the fall, and I'm so excited. They had a pretty, pretty piss-poor year last year. There's no really other way to put it. Uh, maybe shitty year. That, that's a better way to put it. Uh, but they got a really good recruiting class, and hopefully Coach Morris can turn that thing back around to the Darren Mc- Darren McFadden days, the golden golden age. Yeah, and, you know, just overall college, I think both of us, you know, him, him being Arkansas and me being Red Raiders, Texas Tech. But, uh, you know, luckily for me, you know, football isn't the pinnacle of our program right now. <laughs> but we've got a lot, of, a lot of other stuff going for us. We got, I mean, we got a new coaching staff for the, yeah. the football season. But I don't think Lubbock's too high on him yet. But if he wins – can't really be against him. If he, if he if he breaks even this year, I feel like it's a, it's a win. Oh yeah. I mean, we did we did better than even last year, but that's I don't know. I feel mm. like the it's it's still a disappointing season after like 3 4 years with Kingsbury. It's just Oh yeah. You know, you expect he, he a little bit recruit. better. He couldn't recruit. But now I mean, you know, we got a little Hopefully. Got a little traction, you know. Hopefully. Any any new coach coming in, you're going to get you're going to get a little lines and yeah. So Segwaying to NCAA basketball, gotta go with the Razorbacks again. Just brought in Musselman from Nevada, who turned that program from nothing into a regular basis tournament team. So I, I hope he can do the same with Arkansas, and hopefully, since it's a, it's a bigger D1 school, that he can get better recruits and bring it back to, to their championship days. Yeah, and you know. Texas Tech all the way for basketball, and that's not a bandwagon, you know. Been going to games for quite some time now, but, uh, I mean, man, it's, you got to be excited for what's what's coming up oh, for yeah. us. Cause you got some recruits. You got the best coach in the nation. It, it's hard to not want to. It's, it's, it's a destination school now for basketball recruits and players. I mean, who the hell would even think that Lubbock, Texas, the desert, oh, yeah. would ever have a – Good basketball recruiting program. Oh, Rather, no. Not even like, you know, I don't know. It's just I mean, it's something outlandish. Bobby Knight did what he could, but. It's just, it's hard. It's harder to get people out oh, yeah. here. So, th- those are our teams for the upcoming season and current season. So, if, if you hear us go back on that, then. You'll know why we uh, pull so heavy for certain oh, yeah. people. Exactly. So, I think we're going to talk about. Like I said, there's parity in the league for the first time in a long time, and big big reason for that is the NBA free agency and all the uh, the dynamic duos coming together. 
Uh, like Travis said, you got Paul George, Kawhi Leonard in L.A., not the Lakers, though. You got the Clippers being relevant, even though they had a pretty solid season last year with just role players. And now you bring in two stars that are going to be a fun team to watch. The Lakers are always going to be fun to watch with LeBron and A.D. They actually put, put together a pretty good roster around them, as I hate to admit it. And then you have the recent trade with in between Houston and OKC. Houston finally dumping that awful CP3 contract. Terrible. And was able to, to flip it for Russ. And I, I think that's going to be a fun team to watch. I'm sure you're pretty excited being oh, yeah. the Rockets fan. You know, there's always that, well, you got ball hogs on... You know, two superstars that both enjoy getting their fair share of well, they, stats. They, they led the league in usage rate at number one and number two. And having them on the same team, I mean, it's the classic question. Is there enough ball to go around? And yeah. Not, you know, everyone's automatically going towards, like, no, it's, there's not. And that there's going to be a But if you look back, chemistry they, they, played, they played together in OKC. They've known each other since, since high school. And... I mean, they, they've, they've kept a good relationship throughout the years, even with him signing. I mean, you, and then you have to compare it to other teams. Like, was there, was there enough ball to go around whenever KD and Westbrook ran the show in Oklahoma? And mm-hmm. then, you know, at the Golden State Warriors, was there enough ball to go around for three superstars? Mm-hmm. You know? Well, Golden State made it work because Clay and Steph are as egoless as you get as NBA superstars. You just you don't you don't see that you don't see the best shooter of all time, a top twenty NBA player of all time take pay cuts to allow what when healthy is the best player on the planet. It's just it's so unheard of, and they made it work just because Steph swallowed points, Clay swallowed shots. I mean, Kevin Durant made a threat no matter where he was. Yes, on the court. I mean. Even though KD was the best player on that team, it was still Steph's team, which is crazy to think about just because, I mean, KD, he was the better player, but Steph taking pay cuts and giving up more shots or giving up his shots so that someone else, and it just, him to still be the superstar that he was, was, it was fun to watch until it became repetitive and redundant and became unfun to watch. And then, you know, all that's history now. We got, yep. after this free agency season, I mean. And now KD's with the Nets with Kyrie. I think that's going to be an interesting duo. Uh, I mean, who would have thought the Nets would have pulled a fast one like that? That, I, I didn't expect I thought, the Nets. I thought Kyrie would go to the Nets, and I thought KD would go to the Knicks. But, and I thought that there was a chance that they both go to the Knicks, but the Nets just cleared some cap space, got rid of D'Angelo Russell, who then signed with, Golden State. Yeah. So, but I think that's going to be a, an interesting team to watch in two seasons because I, I think that they will implode just because Kyrie Irving, he came to the perfect situation with Boston. Explode. He, he not had. Implode. No, implode from the inside. Like it's something like they're going to destroy themselves? Yes. Like the Death Star? Yeah. That's not, that's not a good outcome. No, I'm not, I'm not rooting for them. Oh, I like Kyrie. Okay. So. <laughs> I, I think it's an that interesting, sucks. yeah. I think it's an interesting situation just because I think Kyrie is a cancer just because he couldn't make it work with oh, yeah, yeah. with the best coach or with one of the best coaches in the league and Brad Stevens. They had all these all this young talent. They they brought in another all star and along 
with Al Horford, who is already an all-star. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to watch and see how that folds out in two years. How would how would you rank? What would be your number? Your two your two top duos right now in the NBA. Out of a talent standpoint, it has to be Paul George and Kawhi, and then KD or not KD, sorry, LeBron and AD. So it's definitely gonna be an, an LA yes battle. At LA, but I don't know how the chemistry works with either of those. I yeah, think I think Clippers will work better because. As soon as Kawhi signed, Paul George requested the trade. I'm sure that there was tampering with that. And so I think it'll be interesting. Who, who, who do you think is going to be dominant? You know, per, okay, you talk about duos, right? And I don't, I mean, I dev, I'm definitely looking at the Clippers saying, wow, you know, like this could be something. And it's not, you look at a duo, but it's like, what's the most powerful duo, but also the supporting cast is. Mm-hmm. Big time importance. Uh, I mean, with the Clippers, you know, you have a, a really defensive minded team, which, you yeah, know, and you still have Pat Bev on that team, who <laughs> is a dog on defense. He he has a talent that does not relate to NBA, but more just being a dick, as in he can get under your skin effortlessly and then stay under there for the entire game and Oops. just really ruin a ruin the flow of of your team. And we saw it firsthand with the Clippers without their two superstars mm-hmm. playing against the Warriors in their in their uh, their their game and I taking mean, them to six games as yeah. an eight seed. And I, you would, no one thought that would happen. No, because you know you got that's a super team. You, you know, yeah, it's just, it's cool to see that. And then uh, personally, you know, I think that's my number one, the Clippers. Mm-hmm. And then I think my other one is definitely going to be. Uh, I th- I don't know. I think it's gonna be the Bucks. Yeah, with Giannis and uh Chris, but uh, you know it, it's it's hard not to go for a reigning MVP mm-hmm. and as their supporting and, and their supporting cast with you know all the success they had last year, they're gonna be running off that. Mm-hmm. I think one team that not many people have been talking about though is definitely the Dallas Mavericks. <laughs> I mean. Once again, Texas boys. So I any team that's you know going good with the anything that involves Texas, whether it be San Antonio, Houston, Dallas. Mm-hmm. I mean, Dallas has made some serious moves. I mean, they Przingis and uh, God, what's his I mean, Luca? Luca? Yeah, Luca. I mean, he is. They have been a little quiet, a little quiet this off season. Only, I mean, they they signed Porzingis during uh, the year. I, I guess they re-signed him, but they haven't made. They haven't. They haven't added that third guy, and I don't know if it's just because nobody wants to play in Dallas or, and I mean, or what it is. But. I think Dallas has a good place to have a third guy just rise to the occasion. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, Steph Curry's got a brother, Giannis <laughs> has a brother, and guess what? They're both on the Mavs. You know, people you don't really talk about because there are other brothers in the limelight, but you know, you have to you have to look at it. it's like, oh, okay, these guys play against each other when they're like four years old. Growing up, you know, always... Yeah, a, but the competition at four years old is not the same at, at the it's, NBA level. It's definitely a competitive spirit against your siblings, though. So it, it builds you as high as they will go. You know, you're just a step lower. There, there is something to be said, though, that, that clearly one brother from each family has, has superior talent than the other one. Yeah, but... I mean, but, Steph I mean, can, you, can shoot till the lights go out, and Giannis is just... I mean, there's a reason he's called the Greek Freak. He's freakish. I just think that, you know, it'd be kind of cool to see 
one of them, one, one of those two, you know, start stepping it up, start building their game to the level of their older siblings or younger. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know yeah. who's older, who's younger, but, you know. I'm, I'm pretty sure they're both younger. Yeah, yeah. It, it, that makes sense, you know. Peyton Manning was better than Eli. And their, poor, <laughs> their poor brother, their, other, their yeah. third brother. Maybe, maybe they both have third brothers we have no idea about. Hey, who knows? Insurance, but guys. Who knows? I think those are our those are our picks for those NBA duos. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I mean, the only reason I'm not listing the Rockets is, you know, I, I have no idea what's going to happen yeah, there. It, it, I <laughs> mean, we, we haven't seen them play together since OKC, which was years ago. They're both so and, young. And they've, <laughs> they've both developed so much since since OKC and you don't you don't know what you're getting. You're getting two ball dominant guards, which everyone knows, but if if it's gonna mesh or if they just say, Hey, James Harden, you got the first quarter like mob or basketball when you're a kid and <laughs> everyone has you, to play. Yeah. You, like you get this quarter, you get this quarter, and the fourth quarter quarter we'll throw you together and see what happens. Definitely gonna be something they have to work out. I mean, all these teams are gonna have to work these things out. You know, chemistry is big, mm-hmm. and with all these moves, I mean, you're adding people where people never, when they've oh, never yeah. even, no one thought they would go there. Well, Malcolm Brogdon to the Pacers. I think he's a he's a silent killer. I'm not saying that he's AD or he, he's not he's not the the elite superior talent, but he brings leadership, poise. I mean, he was former Rookie of the Year when no one thought that he had a prayer for it. And I, I think he brings a lot to the table that can't be seen. He has a lot of intangibles that that can truly help a team. Like like the Pacers who are not necessarily in no man's land, but they they're not in they're not in contention, but they're still a playoff team, so they're not gonna get that high draft pick. And Indiana's a small market as it is, so it's hard to land free agents, but they were able to to get Brogdon out of Milwaukee, so that's gonna be that's gonna be an interesting interesting team to watch this year. I think that's all we got for those those duos. I mean, we'll we'll keep us all up to date with yeah how how everything transpires. You know, yeah. You, social media, we can really get a more in depth oh, yeah. look at what what they are doing. You know, how they're meshing on mm-hmm. the off season. But, but I, hey, j- just a week ago was the MLB All Star break, and that was. That that was the first time that the MLB All-Star break for me was entertaining and watchable. From the game to the home run derby, which was the best Fantastic. I've seen in my lifetime. I mean, you had Vlad Guerrero Jr., who everyone thought, like, oh, this kid shouldn't be in it. He mm-hmm. doesn't have fantastic numbers. Christian Yelich dropping out as the one seed because of, of back issues. I mean, it's a smart move. Like, no one hurt yourself <laughs> during a stu- – like, not stupid, but, you know, it's just – it's for fun. It's uh-huh. for money. It's for oh, – you know, just... I feel bad for Matt Chapman because he had to go up against record-breaking – a record-breaking round. And his dad, if you watched it, his dad was throwing him sliders like he's trying to get another MLB contract. <laughs> it was – It's going after Like him. his dad was dicing him up instead of just throwing meatballs – Middle in, so he could pull him. Yeah, it's just what he likes. I don't know. I, mean, I, I, don't, I don't know many people who like that. Sliders buried but. in the dirt. Uh, but so you had that matchup, and then followed next round, you had Jock Peterson against Vlad Guerrero, which was electric, to say the least. I mean, that was... If you can promise me every home run derby will be that much fun and have that, that much... That competitive. Yes, that competitive... 
aspect of it. I mean, I will, that, to me, that, that's pay-per-view right there. I, I could watch that all day. So, yeah. and then the game, the actual game was, was pretty good. AL won it for whatever year in a row, just dominating the NL. So, and I thought it was very good pitching by both, both sides. Uh, Shane Bieber, Bieber took home the, the MVP because he only pitched one inning, which that's what you get as a pitcher in the, in the game. But he went one, two, three, all, all strikeouts. It was very, very fun to watch. As a baseball fan, I thought that was, that was one of the best, best all-star games to watch and one of the best for the league, as in to trying to, t- trying to revive it almost. Just because it's, it's not the same as it, as it used to be since the steroid era. Yeah, and, you know, speaking of the steroid era, you know, you, you kind of had all those home runs where it's like, you know, it's an insane amount of home runs. It was you know? like the it was like uh, the World Series again with the Cubs and the Indians, or no, who was it? The Astros and the who? Uh, what year is that? It was just where they kept on hitting home runs. You know, and the Dodgers. Dodgers, yeah. Astros and the Dodgers, just where on bad pit. Like I, I can still remember Yasiel Puig leans down and and pokes one over the the left field fence. On a ball that was outside, and you're just like, that, there's no way that that's, that's natural. So balls are juice. You heard it here last. It's not. It's not a new <laughs> below take. below average yeah. uh, podcast bringing you late and very late and very late breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I think that's that's a very interesting you know thing to talk about though, because you know you don't really think about it. it's a baseball. You know, mm-hmm. millions of kids have these in their rooms or in their garage. And you don't really think about it. It's like, man, it's hard enough to hit it as it is. But when you become a professional like that, and you get a ball, it's just like, it's it's causing a disadvantage for the pitchers. And it's causing an advantage for the hitters. It's bound. It's bouncing off, bouncing off the bat like it never has before. And now MLB is trying to put in new rules to where you can steal first. I I think that's ridiculous. Dude, that I saw that article. I thought it was the dumbest thing I've ever that, heard. To where? So for y'all that don't know the rule, if Nobody's on first base, and the ball is not caught by the catcher or fouls it by the batter. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much a pass ball or a wild pitch. You can run from the batter's box to first base and attempt to steal mm-hmm. first base. And that's a good – what they're trying to do is you know bump the offense because the offense is what really gets people going to games. You don't go to – it's very exciting to see uh, or hear about a no-hitter. Mm-hmm. But if you're at the game and you're watching it, I mean, you're just you're bored for at least six innings until it gets real interesting. When you know, pitchers start getting tired and you're like, man, can they really pull it off? Yeah. But the defensive side of the game, I feel like takes away from the you know you try to compare the sports like NBA to MLB. MLB does not have the flashy plays or the big hits that NBA and NFL has, and that's why they're trying to create almost synthetic offense to where like hey look this guy stole first like wow <laughs> it's and as i mean the old guys will say that it's bad for the game and but they they're also the same person people sorry that are saying the bat flips are bad for the game and i personally i love the bat flip it's one of the best things to watch just a batter completely obliterating obliterating a ball and then giving a little fu middle finger to the pitcher 
I that that's entertaining, but the old guys, I mean, you can't you can't change the game from what it is, and it's it's a, it, I feel like it's about to get out of hand if they keep on implement, implementing these rules. I think mean, they started doing little things like I don't know, the pitch clock, uh, you know, you have to pitch the ball within a certain amount of time, mm. kind of like a shot clock. I think that's an interesting way of looking at it. It's like, okay, speed the game up a little bit. But I, also, I, I still don't like it because baseball is, is known as the game, within the game within the game. And part of the game within the game is messing with batter's timing, messing with the base runner's timing. Like one of the best pickoff moves is to come set and wait for an extra three seconds because that runner will start getting antsy and want to jump, and then you pick off at him, and he's frozen for half a second. Yeah, and you don't want to take away from one side of the ball and you know, make the other side too heavy. And if, you, if you bump the offense, you, know, you have to bump the defense. A lot of people don't like the shift, mm-hmm. you know, and that really helped out the defense, but I feel like that, you know, and it, that's it, not really something that you can like, make rules about. It's like, exactly. It, it's hard to, to go through the rules and make – changes to the defense to where it, it takes away from them just because there's only so much you can do out there and regulate. So I, I, I hope none of those rules make it to the major leagues as they're in the minor leagues right now. And I low low minor leagues like not not even like no, MLB really. And not, the first base thing. No, I mean, they're they're in double A. The really? pitch clock is in double A. Well, yeah, but the, the stealing first stealing base. first is low A ball. I, like I said, I'm not a fan. I don't think. I don't think it will make it to the MLB. Yeah, what about the fat guys? How that doesn't help about the fat guys there, you know? Well, fat guys are there for power. Hunter, or what was his name? What was, that guy for the play for the Rangers? Prince Fielder. Prince Fielder. That guy. Can you imagine him stealing first base? Hey, in, in his prime, he could he could move a little bit. That's. I mean, he was an athlete. He's on the cover of uh, the Body magazine. Yeah. You you. That man was big, but he had some you muscles. Studied, <laughs> you studied that that one pretty oh, well. Hey, hey, you know, I was like, hey, wow, that guy's me. big. Maybe I have a chance to become an MLB pro. So, well, football season coming up, hopefully soon. Feel it feels like we've been. It's always an eternity. It feels like we've been twelve years without it. So I think that the championship game or the Hall of Fame game, whatever it's called. It's coming up in two weeks, I think. Early August, right? Yeah, it's coming yeah. up. And then you get to start thinking about your fantasy football team that nobody cares about and how you can... Fantasy football is what keeps the NFL, you know, pretty popular, I feel like. Especially with the younger people. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, you look at the college football, you know, you got athletes out there just <clears throat> doing it just to make it to the big leagues. Then you have the you know big guy, big-time guys, and they're all... You know, it's it's a paycheck at the end of the day. It's not – they aren't trying to risk their lives just for the hell of it, you yeah. know. But, you know, fantasy football adds a certain element to it that I love. I know you love it. Mm-hmm. No, it's very fun. Just I – w- I wouldn't use that as a talking point to other people to break the ice. Just nobody cares. You drafted a C-plus team. Don't Don't – don't dress up a turd to make and try to sell it as an A minus. Yeah. So, um, who are some of your favorite favorite players coming up? Like mid round, like three to three to eight round, that that you could pick up and and it be just like sleepers. Kind of. Gosh, I mean, will Antonio Brown play anywhere? Is that 
Yeah, he's in Oakland. He's in Oakland. Okay. Training camp. So, I don't know. I feel like Antonio Brown's one of those people that like, no one really wants to pick up just because the of his, of his the history. You know, you'll have your friends have no idea about him, and they'll end up picking him up anyways just because, like, his name last year. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like it's one of those people where it's like, man, you could really hate him, but you got to love him at the same time on just his athletic skill. Uh, you have to respect him. I wouldn't say love. Okay, I mean, yeah. I don't know. That's pretty tough. Look, I love I love winning fantasy football. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't respect it. I, I get respect for winning, but... So, I, I think a quarterback that will break out this year will be Lamar Jackson for the Ravens. Mm. I think that, that when he was playing, he brought a different element to that team. To the NFL, honestly. I mean, yeah. it's been there, but it hasn't been this prominent, I feel like. You know, just the... Mm-hmm. And then also Kyler Murray, even though he's he hasn't been tried, like nobody's seen him at the NFL level against the biggest and the best. I I still think he'll be able to dart around because he is one fast dude. He will move around defenses. He can outrun people like nobody's business. So I think those two will be good later round quarterback pickups if you're in a pinch. Some guy you can, you know, if he starts doing good after. First couple of weeks, mm-hmm. you know, you just throw them into the mix. See how if it doesn't pan out for you, you know, you, there's no harm in it. You already got, you probably yeah. got a first rounder. That's not that's really helping your team out, you know. Hopefully, but I hey, think you never know. What's your what's your first round pick? Like your first your number pick, one go. Number you, one, number one. Oof, I, I'll I'll probably take Saquon Barkley. Mm-hmm. I took him last year at pick number six, and I won my league last year. If you're curious, I beat. Travis and a few of our buddies, and Saquon Barkley, he put up, he gave me a consistent twenty points every week. He was incredible for me. He, I mean, he's the only Giants weapon. The only, th- the only concern is you have a, a young quarterback coming in, and who knows how that'll hand off or how that'll pan out. But I mean, he is a running back, so you gotta do is hand it off to him. That's not that hard. So I, I'm gonna go Saquon. Yeah, and you know, for me, I'm I'm kind of you know the cookie cutter fantasy football drafting. You always want to get a running back because they score they end up scoring the most points. Mm-hmm. But I've always turned away from that, and I want to I want a couple I want a, a league one year <laughs> by doing my little tactics. So you know, it, way to shoot confidence into it, everyone. It works thirty percent of the time every time. So take that as it be. My first pick, if I had you know first round. Number one overall pick, who are you taking? Patrick Mahomes. Oh, my Lord. And, you know, everyone's like, oh, man, oh, man, this guy, Texas Tech. Sophomore slump? You're not worried about a sophomore slump? The Madden curse? Any of that? Can't. I can't. I'm basing my... Can and will. My prediction, based off off of his just stupid, crazy stats last year. I mean... The Chiefs were lucky enough to have a really good receiving core to support Patrick when he was, you know, starting off. But they lost Kareem Hunt, who was a huge weapon to back backfield for him. A huge weapon to all women around us, too. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> and then they also had Tyreek Hill, and who knows if he'll stay eligible with his pass. No. I mean, he's not he's not no. the stand-up guy either. No. So really, you got Travis Kelsey on that team who's been your your consistent... And obviously, Playmaker. he wasn't even the number one target. He was like 
Oh, man, I have no one to throw it to. Travis Kelsey's always open. So here, here is a little dish off. Oh, dang. But, I got to throw it to a Pro Bowl tight end instead God, of my, my Pro Bowl wide receiver or Pro Bowl running back. Man, that this sucks. I hate it. Yeah. But, I mean, just, I don't know, his his – his throwing is, is the yards he picked up put up per game. I mean, he has the best. He, I I can't argue he has the best arm in the league. He has incredible vision. I mean, he had no look passes last year that were shook the nation. Yes, I mean made made like trick shots for in, in live yes. in, NFL games, like a game of horse in the highest against the highest competition available. So, Are I we, mean, I, I'm not. I don't hate the pick. But at number one, I think you gotta go with a playmaker like Saquon, or even if you don't want to go running back, there's still great guys like uh, out there like oh I don't know Julio Jones, yeah, Odell Beckham who now be, the Browns, uh, yeah he'll be playing this year. Baker Mayfield be kind of a sleeper as well, you know. He'll be wanting to play this year, so. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of good talent out there. I think it's just more or less some what you scoped out from your competition within your league is like you know. I mean, we have a buddy who go, who literally drafted the entire Kansas City Chiefs last year and put up stupid, crazy points. Just, you know, you have those friends who forget to make their roster one week and they start losing some games and players yeah. get hurt. So it just turned out to be lucky for us that we didn't, oh, yeah. that he wasn't keeping up with the times. But I just, I don't, I don't know if I would bet on him. Yeah. So speaking of betting, we are. Somewhat of gamblers, we I like to at least throw my money around and win it back, <laughs> and hopefully more. Most of the time, more. Yeah, I just I just like to put my input in things and <laughs> let people tell me I'm wrong. But <laughs> you know, it, it's it's fun. So since it's the dog days of summer, you're dragging through your job. Maybe you're on vacation. Who knows? Maybe you're doing pretty good. But just a little. Little adrenaline rush, little spike. Uh, we're gonna give you a few baseball picks that we think will win you some money. So, Travis, do you want to start out with yours? Yeah, so my my first game, Astros versus the Angels. Uh, great. I, I mean, Astros. They kind of got me worried. Uh, past series with the Rangers, lost the first two, put it, made it up in the second two, but. Uh, I'm mean, gonna have to go with the Ang- or with the sorry Astros on this game because you know they haven't released their pitcher yet for that game, but I can almost guarantee it's gonna be Verlander. Mm-hmm. And I mean Verlander is just a monster. Put up the numbers during uh during the All Star game and it was you know it was great. I think my second game that I'm, I'm I like to watch is the Dodgers versus Philly. Uh, I mean. Dodgers are just on a roll right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the best teams in baseball, if not the best. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I've been watching the Dodgers a little bit. I'm liking what they see. Uh, their Dodgers pitcher starting uh, for this game is Bueller. I mean, got some serious numbers right now. I mean, 8-1. and one. Uh, ERA is looking at 3.46. I mean... Just just killing it right now. And I feel like, you know, with the Dodgers being on the roll, even after the All-Star break, I think uh, they're going to continue that trend throughout uh, the rest of the year and maybe be a World Series contender. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, one game that I like is the Atlanta Braves versus the Milwaukee Brewers. And the reason I'm taking this, Braves are actually uh, plus 145 on the money line this game. And, and one reason that I like this, this matchup is because Milwaukee's starting pitching has been atrocious for pretty much the entire year. And their defense hasn't been jaw-droppingly stellar and the the Braves are rolling right now they're I mean they're they're hitting the ball to all all corners of the field their pitching's been pretty good recently even though that the Milwaukee uh, Brewers have former or I guess reigning MVP Christian Yelich and some great pieces around him I don't think that it'll be enough to to beat the to beat the the Braves, and then the last, I guess our last pick and my my second pick is going to be Cubs Reds, and I'm going to take Cubs here, just because the Reds are are not a great team. I mean they got Puig, uh, the stash Derek Dietrich, which filthiest stash in the league if I <laughs> if I do say so myself, and the the Cubs have all stars littered around their lineup. It's I I think I think this will be easy money, easy win, and I, I I don't see how you can pick against the Cubs in 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 this game. So Cubs. Yep. <laughs> well, uh I mean that's pretty much all that's going on right now. You know, we're we're trying our best to give you a good idea of what we think is gonna like be the, you know, sports world and how it turns out. I mean, we're not, we're not the number one guy you'll probably go to, but you know, hopefully bring us some good, yeah. good quality takes on. Hey, we're, we're we're just here trying to have a little bit fun, trying to grow as friends, really. Just because I mean, about what an hour ago I hated him and now I feel like we're really growing and now I just strongly dislike him we, so. could, we could probably take a poop together and not not feel uncomfortable yeah it's possible well I mean I'd still be very uncomfortable I get a little shy but well I think that's gonna do it for us so thank y'all for listening in if there is anybody listening in <laughs> uh, if anybody wants to sponsor this you are more than welcome to to call and sponsor us we would be honored truly honored and i think that's gonna wrap it up so thank y'all for listening yeah tune us in next time with the uh below average podcast when we'll talk about something else that's sports related (laughs) all right see you guys